Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Living With Power Hope podcast. Lena Ebujamra here. I am so glad to be with you. I look forward to Thursdays like crazy. I hope you enjoy them too. Here at this podcast, we share all things pertaining to faith, God, life, and culture, and we focus on biblical truth for everyday life. I am going through now a podcast series that has been really fun with my sister, Diana. We've called it Soul Sisters. And with that, let me introduce you back to... Hey, guys. Diana. So good to be Woo. with you. Woo. Ah, we're awesome. We're, we're so happy to be with you guys again. And we have been hitting these topics uh, about family dynamics and the holidays and gifts and materialism and shopping and all the crazy stuff. And I hope it's been useful to you. Diana, we were trying to decide between two different ones. And I thought we would do sort of this bonus episode. In fact, yeah. we might even drop it as a bonus episode because I think it's a little bit maybe shorter in some ways. I like bonus. Everybody's, yes, and I think everyone's in a busy time of year so as we rush towards the holidays. So maybe we could do just a shorter one here to talk about how to be there for your kids when they're hurting. Because, and why I think this is a holiday, it might not be a holiday one in that that's a year long thing, but particularly holidays are a time, especially if your kids are getting to the ages where they're busy during the year or they're at college or the grown kids. This is a chance for a parent to be there for their kids in a unique way. Now, I don't have any kids, so we're going to really be leaning on you. Yeah, well, I just remember recently Sam coming back from Awana's hurting and needing some encouragement and used those exact wor- words to tell me he needed encouragement and not rebuke so <laughs> you there. know sam is eight by the way and uh i cracked up when i heard that he told you that i uh, don't know where he heard it but somebody must have said that in front of him he at was some point very clear that he needed encouragement and, and not he rebuke. Was hurting. That, that, that might be that might be the, the take-home of this podcast but but really i think the holidays is a chance where you might be around each other more because there's no schools and you know maybe you've been rushing even leading to the finals at the end of the semester and work and deadlines and shopping and now you've got about a week especially with Christmas and New Year's where things die down a little and people are uh, gathered together and and you've been watching your kids right and you know you know the issues that hurt them maybe they've gone through breakups maybe they're um, you know fall in love with someone who doesn't return their emotions maybe they've failed at a test or maybe even the grades have come in and they're not what they used to be and they're hurting and you see that maybe their faith has been struggling i wrote that book fractured faith and so many parents have bought that for their kids because they see how how they've been hurt by the church and their faith hasn't been what they thought they would be and so this is a chance for us to dig in and be there for our for our kids and by the way i know i said i don't have any kids and we're going to look at it from your perspective diana but really it is a responsibility of all of us you know which whether you're single or not the odds are you have some relationship with other uh, quote unquote kids in your life whether it's nieces right. or nephews and and so but 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 really i want it from your perspective diana so that, what are some things i mean you've got i mean just to frame it for people who don't know you you've got two kids in college one right. is almost going to be done with college yeah and then they're all boys that's one negative in that you can't maybe address some stresses with girls but right. you have me i'm like your child and uh <laughs> sometimes it feels like that you know i'm her older sister but 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 how you know are you do you even we're recording this maybe admittedly a couple of weeks before the holiday so do you start thinking about that as a parent yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of layers that go into this. If your kids are, you have some kids home, some kids out of the home, There's an, you have to be ready for the adjustment and prepare for it. I'm a believer in mentally preparing and thinking about things. So when my kids went to college, at the beginning, it was a struggle to connect with them. I noticed their patterns. They would call me, let's say, at 11 in the morning mm. and then at 9 at night. And so... 
as I started to observe these trends, I started to free myself up around those times, knowing mentally these were kind of convenient times for them to talk. And so when you're talking about the holidays, you have to kind of think through the dynamic. You have, you know, like our dynamic, I have two in college, one who's just been there a year, the other one's kind of been there and adjusted to being gone a lot. When they come home, they have things that are, you know, they're expecting to go a certain way. And so there's issues of hurt that they had while they're away. There's issues of hurt, of expectations unmet when they come home, like already this year, you know, one has the idea he wants to go here, he wants to go there, they're only home for so many days, it's not gonna happen. So there's hurt that they're bringing from before and then there's hurt that's happening right. while they're there. And so it's a lot. And, and, and their personalities are different. Right, and then you have the kid, you know, in our case, we have a younger kid, so he has to adapt to his brothers being there. Less just, attention, because right. now it's split up among three, so he might act out in different ways There's more. just so many variables in every family. So what do you do to prepare? Well, so one is to think through, put yourself in the shoes of every person to try mm -hmm. to understand their needs, try to talk to them. You know, I, I'm a believer as a parent to really start sowing seeds. Like my middle son has explained, he's got this, this in mind. And so, you know, ask questions, say, well, do you, re you know, do you think this can happen during this holiday? So or the he, why, why does he want to do something? Absolutely. Example, Understanding right? and talking to them in preparation. What would you like to do over this Christmas break or over Thanksgiving break or, you know, whatever. And so you, you start to connect and, and let them know, here's, you know, give them an idea of the schedule. Now, again, everybody's different, but you know, it helps sometimes to have an idea to prepare. So you're not just yeah. blindsided. And so I spend a lot of times, you know, starting to look ahead, like what's the next few months going to look like? What's each child going through? You know, if they are, when are they going to get their grades? You know, in our mm -hmm. case, that can be a big stress for the kids for, you know, whatever. Um, do they need, do they, you know, they need to want to, what does Christmas to them? They need to get gifts. They yeah. don't, this is all external. Then like you mentioned in the intro, they could be going through hurt that they are waiting for the holidays to talk about. Yeah. And so you've got to start putting yourself in the mood. So that's number one is to start preparing and, you know, for that matter, getting as much done ahead of time. Yeah. So you have time. So you can like, be free. Yeah. Like I leave my, I mean, that's a really good point of, of the difference between like a single person and a married person. Like I have the luxury of leaving my Christmas shopping to the end, but you really don't. Because if you left it to the last week, you would lose these precious times of being with them because you're running around packing gifts as an Yeah, example. I mean, sometimes I do leave it to the end. I don't, I'm not one right. of these people who finishes my shopping early because like we have discussed, I'm not a huge fan of gifts. I'm a minimalist <laughs> when it comes to gifts. So often it's at the very last minute that I realize I might have hurt children if I don't buy them a few gifts. So I end up going last right. minute to buy them gifts. But the, regardless of the way, you have to realize your kids are gonna need time. Well, how do you build it in if on a busy holiday season? Well, and that's the question, you know, as you hear some parents say, whenever they show signs, and you know they wanna talk when they start to hover near you. Well, and you know they're sleeping in, like they're not gonna wanna talk at eight in the morning. That might be convenient for you, but they're gonna be sleeping. Exactly. Because it's like their holiday. So right. you wanna try to think about that. And when do they talk? You know, like my kids will get up and they're eating their first meal at around 11. It goes back to that 11. So I know yeah. I need to start like... Showing up. Yeah, being listening, being available. They'll come into my office and they'll sit in the chair. That's a big red flag. We need to talk. 
Oh. Otherwise, they don't come to my office because they don't like to talk. I'm amazed. They actually come and sit in yeah, the office? They sit in the chair. Do they need something from you or do they just want to chat? They usually want to chat. Oh, I thought maybe they needed some money to go buy no, their gifts. That's no, amazing. They, yeah, they sit in the chair and that should be my signal. That is me. They make it easy for me. Yeah, yeah, you've taught them that. But, you know, it's funny. I was thinking even as adult children, like I'm a mom who's still alive by God's grace and and we do the same thing, like like when you you know we don't like I she she understands my patterns now. When I go home, I still see patients till about noon. She leaves me alone, but there's certain times of the day when I'll go and I'll sit in the kitchen, and it's like well, and that's the point. I think like they don't want to say, "Hey, mom, I got to talk to you about right. something." They right. want you, even as you mentioned that about our mom and us being adult kids, and you know my kids are now considered right. two of them adult, but. I don't want to go to, I want her to ask. Yeah, yeah, even at this stage of our life. Like, yeah. we're middle-aged now. Sometimes she'll say, well, you don't tell me anything about we're this. Like, I go, you, you don't ask. ask. <laughs> and so, I, you, know, and if, you know, we're in a place where I'm, I don't want to stress her, so I'm right. not going to tell her. But then I, sometimes I do want her to say, well, how is this going? Right. And so when we start to hover, whatever phase we're in as children or adults, we are trying to get the other person to solicit um, a question. And so here I wrote this down and you can, you can see how good I am at these things because even if I don't have kids, I feel like I've hit some of them. Like one of them here I wrote, always try to find out why and you've already addressed that. Yeah, What's what that's and good. why. What and why? Okay, well, yeah. add it, okay. Because first you got to know the what. That's true. You can beat around the bush, but yeah. it's like, yeah. Like what one of my kids, really? I won't say which one, recently asked me, you don't think this was a loaded question, do you think we will get married? Who? Like Either he, of us. Oh. Yeah, any of our children. <laughs> So clearly there's a lot of conversation there. Did you say one. no and move on? Yeah. <laughs> I take, I bookmarked it. So that's another thing, by the way. You can bookmark things to remember that this is a conversation that needs to be had. That's a big conversation. Right. So in the moment that it was asked, I couldn't have Were you a like, well, you need to start dating if you want to get married? No, I answered. I said, yes. Oh, that's all I said. Full yes. stop, period. Yes. Good thing they didn't ask, do you think Lena's going to get married? No, that would have been an easy one. No, period. Move on. Okay. All right. Here's, an, here's, here's the one I wrote, though. Learn to ask heart, H-E-A-R-T, but then I wrote slash hard. Oh, that's good. You like so that? You really questions. Good. I'm good at this. Yeah. Learn to ask heart, but those are usually the harder questions. They're not the yes, no. They're deeper questions. Well, and, and walk them to, like, ask questions to walk them to them to feel they're making the decision. Yeah. I learned this many years ago from many mentors and counseling By the way, you, you have a master's in counseling. Yeah. FYI, guys. So Thank you're you. not listening to just well, any old opinion. questions trigger the conscience. Accusations, you know, give a reaction. There's a quote that they taught us, and I'm obviously not remembering it word for word. But the point is... You gotta always ask questions. And with adult kids, you want them to reach a decision. You want them to learn how to process decisions. And so again, hopefully you're able to do that, but by asking a lot of questions, well, wh why is this important? What are, you know, and, and send, you don't always have to come up with a conclusion in that moment, like send them with some homework. Right, like what? Well, one thing is always like, I do two things I always ask my kids, come up with three possible solutions. Oh. That's and, a Tony Robbins thing. I went and took a course and he says, uh, it's, you can never make a choice if you only have two things. You need three you, things. Well, I, I mean, the point is you have to think of all options. Right, right. And not like absurd options. Right. There are options. You're never stuck. It's easy to feel stuck. Oh, I'm never going to get a job. Well, okay. What's option A? What's option B? What's option C? And then think through each option and what are the positives and the negatives of that option. So that's homework. Now, a lot of times they don't want to do the homework. They want you to just give them the answer, but I would not encourage that. Um, and giving them homework buys you time in between. 
Huh. Which is really a good thing. I like that a lot. And now, mind you, you, you said something about with your adult kids, like you want them to reach the, the answer. What do you do with your eight-year-old? And what you mean in those, because you do have that angle. Is it, because you almost, like he seems like he's still, like if, well, if you force a, it too much, like it's also a dance. It's a very interesting question. And I believe you have to walk the younger ones through the same process. In fact, I'm grateful that I know more now than I did raising the older two because the more you teach them this process at a young age, yeah, the better they are equipped for it as adults. So right. within the context of his brain being less developed, you want him to understand the thought process of what's bothering you. Like I mentioned, he came back from Awana's upset. What is bothering him? Right. Right? And so he didn't want to hear the what, the real issue. He just wanted encouragement. Well, I can encourage you, but after you are able to embrace the problem. Yeah. So again, we have to walk our kids through the process. We become more like coaches when we're adults, when they're adults. Now, when they're little, sometimes we have to, so the difference would be when he's little, I have to be more, I don't just leave him open-ended. Yeah. I might say to him, you need to apologize. You need to go think through this till you're ready and try to walk him to the steps of, for instance, whatever he needs to do. Right. Where with, with the adult kids, they have to start taking that action on their own. I'm just guiding them to that step well and i think you have to be such a mind reader as a parent because like like as an example somebody has a temper tantrum or they lose their patience surprisingly fast you have to also see like like they may not be mad about the spilled milk or or the kid ate, you know the brother ate the cookies like he ate the oreos and he blows up and and you're like but but oh the eight-year-old loses his temper starts yelling but there's hurt beneath right. anger a lot of times I, I found that to be true that often in our anger there's something hurting us underneath and it's the easiest way for us to cope with it yeah no for sure and sometimes though the, it is hunger so how can you tell the difference well that's you, you gotta kind of observe right if you, you feed them, them. And if they're and still if mad still, if it's right, right yeah and so you know irritability and and when they come home from college or if they're you know old like a, whatever level kids like there's adjustment period. Yeah. So one thing that I think is really important is plan for transitions to take time. Like when your kids come home or leave or right. you're traveling with them or without them, if you have not done a trip with adult kids or young, you know, like it's going to be challenging. Right. And and it varies how much time. I mean, when you only have two weeks, you might be stressed about how well, long it is. And takes, they've but... been used to being on their own. Again, whether your kids are older and yeah. married or colic, it can apply it. Everybody's adjusting. Right. And so I found that to be true when I travel with my mom and we go once a year, I take her somewhere like, you know, since my dad died and I, I used to get so aggravated in the first couple of days of the trip years ago. I remember when, it, when I first started traveling with her and, and now I realize she needs 24 to 48 hours to adjust. But by the way, she's probably thinking Lena needs 24 to 48 sure, hours to adjust, and you but do, the point I'm is sure. we need sort of that, that rhythm. So now I sort of see that lens when I something drives me crazy I think it's adjustment time and it really has helped me tremendously to frame that in that and then we we have a lovely time and it's right. just we're done here look at this one don't always take their answers face value absolutely right like, right because yeah. they might be answering from an emotional place of anger or whatever like at that surface level of you know I hate that teacher can you believe what they did to me and they're so upset at the teacher when you really find out it was their poor for performance right. or neglecting to, you know, whatever it is. Or, or they tell or, you, I'm fine. Yes. I'm <laughs> Everything fine. is okay. Right. Right. The truth is that you cannot get a kid home for the holiday and really believe that everything is fine. And I would really challenge the conversations. Again, I don't know how it is in your situation, but you ask them, are you reading your Bible? Yeah. Are you... 
How is God working in your life? What was the hardest thing about adjusting your faith into the your world right now? What are the challenges you're facing? So initiate like some questions. Spiritual conversation. Yeah, like did you find good friends? Are your, you know, roommates, how are you able to get along, you know? And you ask that to Sam too, by the way. He's eight and you'll be like, have you read your Bible today? You need to go back to your bed and read your Bible. That's the difference. But I say it so kindly. You do, you do. Not like the way you sounded, <laughs> like a little so, harsh. I just sound like you a little bit. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was he recognizes that. That's why sometimes he calls me mom when I speak to him in that tone. <laughs> but I do teach him that the first person he needs to talk to is God. That's so. a really good rule of thumb actually if we all did that that might change the world um be willing to push lovingly i've got two or three i want to run by you be willing to push lovingly past created boundaries in the right time yeah. me, and no, you, tell me a little more Lena. well okay that's a good point so so boundaries i mean boundaries are good right they're good in terms of being with dangerous people like you might and honestly there is a layer of this because we're talking about how to be there for your kids who are hurting they're, those kids, let's say it's adult kids and they've left a faith as an example. They, there may be a lot of boundaries there because they want to erect them because they don't want you to, to get into that. I think if you wanna, there's a balance between respecting the boundaries but gently leaning into the boundaries. I, yeah. I think that needs the Holy Spirit, in fairness. It, it, but, but I think that's what I was trying to get at. It's well, sensing it's really when tricky. It's... I mean, again, I have a friend who has like five kids and one of them, the oldest, is no, no longer wants to walk with the Lord. And what does that look like when he's home? When he's right. Home? And, you know, I, I mean, those are really challenging situations. Do they make him join in? Do they give him a choice? How does that look to the youngers? And, and that really requires a lot of wisdom. prayer and wisdom and discernment and thought and it's a case by case situation. Again, yeah. I, I don't know that. This maybe is... maybe the better thing is to understand the boundaries that are there. Why are they there? What led to them? And that might help you also kind of lean into, you know, when to push and when to not. You know, I think it's a lot about like David's family, King David. Remember, I mean, just to summarize that real quick, but he had the kids had troubles. I mean, none of us probably have even near as many troubles as his kids did. That his son raped the sister who then, you know, was killed by the other brother. And then eventually Absalom comes home and there's boundaries, you know, that have been set up all because of hurt and everything. And none of us are going to face something of that dramatic nature. And, and, and I think, you know, of course, David's wrong when his son came home was that he really didn't talk to him. He, he put, he established even deep and deep, deeper boundaries that made Absalom even angrier. And eventually Absalom went to war against David and Absalom ended up dying, which broke David's heart because he loved his son. He just didn't know how to had to break that boundary. And so rather than trying, he just erected a deeper boundary. Mm -hmm. I think there's a part of us that boundaries can um, be, well, they can be healthy, but they can also be protective. And I think that's what, as a parent, I guess my challenge to a parent would be to pray over that. Like, how do you know when a boundary is okay to, to, to we have to respect all boundaries, but there may be a point where you need to lean into it. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, a lot of prayer and dependence on the Holy Spirit's leading as you are engaging in all of the... I mean, this is all difficult stuff, stuff yeah, this that is requires... Tough. I mean, again, the, the biggest problem is... You can stay is, single and not have to deal yeah, with Yeah, that's stuff. a good solution. That's a good strategy. But the point is that you have to really um, be prepared that this takes time. And you uh -huh. need to think about what do you really... What matters to you most in the holidays? putting up the perfect meal, having the perfectly decorated house, or do you want to get to the heart of your kids as you keep watching them grow into adulthood, becoming the leaders that they need to be for the Lord, which are largely lacking, 
and walking them through these discussions and knowing when to nudge, knowing when to move yeah. back. And again, at some point, you can't keep crossing their boundaries because they're becoming adults. Yeah. Well, I have two easy ones to end with, but they're probably the, the most important. Number one is this, speak truth over them even when it doesn't seem they're listening. Well, and I want to be even more clear with that statement because I think that is probably the one thing that we don't do enough. What is speak truth? Speak God's word over them. Amen. They have to hear the truth from God's word. And that is something that I have found, like you're not trying to get them to understand that you are right. What you are teaching them is God's way. So as a parent, that's what I think. Sometimes we're speaking truth, but it's like, it's wrong to steal. Well, God says you so should. How do you not. do it? Do you quote you verses? Quote at verses, it? and you. Do they ever tell you you're preaching at me all the time? Oh, it used to, but now their brain knows to think that way because we want to lead them to the fear of God. So it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. If it matters, it's because it's what I'm just saying. What God said. I'm taking God's word and. Yeah. Presenting it on a platter. And so I want them, my biggest objective, and I would imagine our listeners, is that they develop an understanding of how to apply God's word for everyday life. So they have to be reading it. They have to know it. If you've been doing that with them when they're little, yesterday when I was talking to Sam a couple of days ago about his Awana, he, he was stuck on a verse and he was surprised I knew it because I was fortunate to have learned the word of God, right? Yeah. So I could use it in my parenting easily. As you see, I know verses. Yeah. And so, but, you know, knowing how to apply them, but... This skill is lacking amongst parents. Yeah. It's different to speak truth. Like, well, it is, you know, good You're to get great. an education. God's gonna... Well, why is it yeah. good? Because God has given you an opportunity. You need to steward, steward the yep. talents he's given you, the potential. You have an opportunity. You can be more equipped to serve the Lord. That's why it really matters. And so whatever we're doing to speak truth over them, linking it with a biblical principle from the word of God, and it is not as hard to find as you might think, with yeah, the technology Google, right nowadays when you know it used to be a time where we had to yeah. like you don't even have to know the verse you can just put in a word uh, or just put a bible verses on yeah god's will fear god's will you know, bible purpose. verses on people pleasing right you know whatever area purity you know you pick the topic and you will find verses. and so and so for the fa the last one and this is also probably the most important because you might also be listening going man my kids don't even want to come home they don't listen to me they're hurting but i see them hurting and they don't want my opinion they just want to come for the meal and leave listen here it is the last one i want to encourage you guys with that learn to talk with god about them Absolutely. I, I, as as much kids. as we think we need to say things to them and try to, again, remember from last week, you said, don't try to fix everyone. I don't think you can fix your kids. You can love them, but you can pray for them. Mm -hmm. Pray for them. Learn to talk to God about them. If they're shutting the door, maybe they are coming to sit in your office and saying, man, talk to me, but, but maybe they're not. And maybe you're single like me. There's no kids in your life. Pray for other people's kids. Learn to bear the burden of, of those people in your life that you love. And, and I, I really think we'll see more. This is like one of those things that we, we talk about praying, but we don't really pray. Uh, and I think this could be radically life-changing for Parents, this yeah, I mean, parenting is the dip, most difficult and most beautiful thing. And, well, you know, what I find comfort and what I tell my kids in is they belong to God. They don't belong to me. I'm just, entrust, they're entrusted to me for a period. And so, all right, here's a promise, guys. I'm never going to tell you this is going to be a short episode ever again. 
this is a bonus episode? Okay. Bonus. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a bonus 24 minute as opposed to our usual. So, guys, with that in mind, have a great holiday. We love you. We love your kids. We're praying for your kids. Check out livingwithpower.org. All sorts of resources for you. There's new stuff we've got for you for New Year. And hey, come back next week. We love you. Merry Christmas. Great to be with you guys. See you next time. Tell them Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, see you next week.